everybody to the tag you're it podcast i'm ray ray i am dave you did this with your hands i did this with my hand that's right (laughs) that's right we gotta have our little things that we do every once in a while we gotta keep it fresh that's right yes so anyway uh this is our first time back in uh this sort of format that you're looking at so we've been on zoom meetings talking with people yeah yeah, that's no, been I fun. Mean, it was been just two fun. weeks ago that we had, was it two weeks ago that we did the T-Jump show or was that three weeks ago? I I can't remember for sure that off was, the top of my head. Man, that was two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, it was great. But yes. we were here together, but it wasn't, you know, in, in this setting, us just doing a show like this. So cool. Yes. And then so, Zooms like the last few times. So Yeah. So you've had some really cool guests in our news. So we we hope that you guys uh, really enjoy the um, the interaction with video. Um, so basically in this setup that I have, um, surprise, surprise, I use OBS Studio and uh, we don't, uh, I don't know, I guess, how to make everything work with uh, lip syncing and all that kind of stuff to utilize zoom and all that stuff inside this box to get this cool look anyway. So I hope uh, that the zoom meetings have been going great and uh, there's a lot of stuff I've got to learn with that anyway, to kind of make things, I guess maybe aesthetically better and sound better, but they're getting the job done. That's the big thing is that we can hit record and then I can, take the audio and throw it up on the podcast. I can take the video and audio and throw that up on YouTube for, um, for you guys. So I hope that's been enjoyable. Hopefully it's been edifying and everything. Um, but you know, we don't always have interviews and we've went through a slew of interviews. So now it's time for me and you to uh, talk about something. Yeah. And then there was of course the show where I was speaking at that conference. So we've not had a, just Adam and Dave for, a while, so yeah. that's good. It's good. Ray it's Ray it's fun Dave. to do that. Yeah, sorry. Ray Ray and Dave. Hey, by yeah. the way, we have already submitted our resolution, mm-hmm. and we did get some feedback on the 6th of October. So Wednesday at 9 o'clock, we'll have our opportunity to defend it. And so if you are listening to this and you are one of those who have submitted as a co-submitter the resolution, I would love to visit with you about making sure that you're in Jeff City so we can defend it before the committee. Yes, that's going to be. I'll be awesome. there. So, when are we defending it? When it's when's happening? Six. It's Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday, the sixth of October is when we okay. get to go. So I know you. That's a work yeah. day for you, but I don't want to, don't want to mess anything up. But if you yeah. can get half a day. Yeah. Any. Yeah. We'll I'll have to whatever. figure something yeah. out. I mean, anyway. hey, you're going to be gone in in October because you're going to have to take a day off anyway. So don't yep, mess yourself. I got to do that. I got to do that. So that's happening, and um, I guess uh, we can sort of uh, give a little bit of. Some news, because um, yeah. like it, again, we do two shows in one day, and so one show inevitably ends up a week later after we record. And this is one of those shows. But anyway, I had put it, I had posted out a video um, in support of the resolution. Yeah, and uh, not just for the resolution, but for the Missouri Baptist uh, annual meeting. Anyway, just the the full scope of what's going on. So again, free the states is going to be there. Um, we've got a lot of non Missouri Baptist, non, 
I guess Southern Baptist anyway, uh, people that are coming to uh, help support talk um, again, have gentle and respectful dialogues to get the understanding of what abolitionism is. We do want to make sure that there is no excuse that uh, I didn't know. I didn't know the uh, resolution and the points in the resolution. You know, I had, this was a rush job before we, we voted, right? That's not going to be an excuse. That's correct. Yeah. Um, there will be a ton of people there. Ask your questions um, and, and dig on each other, sharpen each other on this issue. There's not going to be an excuse. So I put out a video um, that gives you the, you know, pray, um, share the video, come and fund. And uh, there has been some funding that's coming in. So yes, we want to say thank been. you so thank much. You. Thank you so much for it. So right now, as it stands, um, we have the 2000 copies of Are You an Abolitionist taken care of? Yeah, praise that God. That is wonderful beautiful so we've got that taken care of and so we still need some help funding wise for we want to have the aesthetically pleasing i love that i got to say that aesthetically Good. pleasing well written. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, resolution document anyway um uh, so that we can put that in the hands so i know that if say we have the committee um hearing and yes. they're like, yes, we'll push this through. We don't have to call it in off the floor or anything. Um, it would be something that's in the book of reports and printed out. Um, but we don't want to go in with a big head going, this is going to get accepted. And we don't want to be cynical on the other side. We want to have hope that after October yeah. 6th, they're like, yes, we want to do this this year. We recognize last year was a little floppy. Um, let's talk about this again, right? And so we're actually going to just put it in there instead of having to do the floor call. I do suspect that's what's going to have to happen, but there is hope. And this is why we pray first. And that's why we ask you to join us in prayer. But anyway, we want to make sure that no matter what, everybody gets a copy of the resolution. That's right. They know and all the so points and all that. The stuff. other great thing about it is if you're listening to this and you're one of the co-submitters, our names will be in the front of it. So that'll be a really cool thing. And it's something that you will be glad and excited to hand, hand out to people. Mm -hmm. um, I did get confirmed for sure that we're able to put that at our booth. Adam and I can hand that out from our booth, that yes. copy of the resolution, because our names are on it. So that's a key thing that's very different than the Southern Baptist annual meeting. So here's the other thing. If you're listening to this and you'd like to be involved, maybe you're not even from the state of Missouri, uh, please contact us and we'll add you to our resolution action committee because we want as many people that are not even Southern Baptist, but those who are part of wanting to put forward abolitionism. We want them to be a part of what we're doing. We'd love for them to be with us in Branson. And again, as a reminder, that evening uh, before the actual convention starts, the 24th, we are going to be there in the convention hotel. Adam and I will be participating in debate. Right after that meeting, we're going to talk about what's going on. So we invite you to that free debate. We yes. want you to be a part of, of what is going on there. We need boots on the ground. Yes. Uh, and it will be really important. I mean, and bring, if you have other abolitionist literature that you'd like to bring so that you can, mm -hmm. and, and I love how you said it, lovingly engage people and inform them on this topic. That is going to be a crucial difference. You know, I've, I've talked to many different people who have, uh, not maybe always had the best experiences with abolitionists, and, and that's unfortunate, but they've always said to me, I really appreciate 
the kindness that you demonstrated. And that's one thing that I want to be associated with Southern Baptist abolitionists is that we're winsome and that we're persuasive and that we're loving and respectful. And uh, that is going to be a crucial piece for us. And here's mm-hmm. the cool thing too. Uh, Kevin Myers is going to be down there on that Monday and Adam right here is going to participate in one of the two open air conferences. Wow, one of the so, two. Or two of them if you wow. want. Wow. Uh, that's, one of them's good. Uh, but Pastor Callie will be there as well. Mm-hmm. Wendell oh, man, Schrock will be there as well. And so our friends Josh and Brandon will be there also participating. Like I said at the end of talking with Don Hinkle, and if you did not listen to that episode yet, please go back in our catalog on your podcast app or on YouTube and listen to the discussion with Bill Askell. And uh, so we had Bill Askell. Uh, Dusty Beavers. Uh, Dust, no, we didn't Clay have Hall. Dusty. Oh, Clay Hall. Uh, yeah, Clay Hall. And then um, Free the States. Yes. And yes. I cannot remember the name Man. of the gentleman that they had. I anyway, feel so bad. go back he, and listen to that because um, it was a wonderful conversation. And I have heard awesome um, just and I th- I'm thankful for people coming back and being like, that was a good discussion that helped me out immensely. And it was awesome. Um, just the way that we talked with Don, because, you know, Don still is understanding it and, uh, he's being humble and, uh, you know, that is an example of conversation yeah. about the issue. And, uh, I hope again, that, uh, with, with everybody, it exemplifies what Apple, who abolitionists are, and uh, what we're about and that we're about gentle, respectful conversation and dialogue constantly about it. So go back and listen to that um, before you go. But yeah, seriously, guys, if you're in the Missouri Baptist Convention Church, please uh, talk to your pastor about how you can become a messenger um, that gives you inside access um, to support us from the microphones yes. and be in the room um, and then show that ballot and everything to you. So there's, there's so many facets and you don't have to do every one of them. You don't have to give you, you know, you just do like pray and uh, do what you're convicted to do. If that means give, please, we, we need your help and we immensely appreciate it. Um, if it's just prayer, if it's being a messenger, if it's just being there to hang out and talk, just whatever you can do, that's all we're asking. And we appreciate every little detail that gets uh, taken care of in this. So we know that God will move people and we are going and going, we're going into it just with the hope and uh, whatever the result is, uh, we know uh, what to do in the aftermath. If it doesn't go through, we continue to pray because we know that Jesus is on his throne, that he's putting all his enemies underneath his feet, death being the last one um, and abortion will be abolished. You know, right. um, but it's, you know, we win in the yeah, end, by yeah, the way, no matter what, Just, there's, there's hope. And, and Jesus reconciling the whole world to himself and he's going to hand it back over to the father. And that's the beauty of, um, of, of the gospel in, in all this. So, um, but we know that God uses his people, um, to do what they do. And we needed to stand as Baptist to be right. that means that God has called us to be, to obey the commands of Jesus Christ. It's great commission Baptist stuff. So if we're going to be great commission Baptist, let's be consistent. Great commission Baptist. So anyway, uh, I think that's a really good, uh, intro. That was anyway, a that's, great <laughs> intro. I loved it. I didn't yeah. well, very much off the cost. I, 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 I threw it thing, in. It I threw it in. Reminds but, us of the reality. You know, we deal yeah. with real things here and, uh, this is the modern Holocaust. And we need to do something about it. We can do something about it. I know not everyone is as impassioned or as invested as we are. That's okay. 
this is an important thing. And so many people have been blinded to this being the modern Holocaust. Like if you wanted to know how you would behave in the Holocaust, look at the way you're dealing with this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, to continue on and we will we'll so get to our point. Man, I'm so this, sorry. Is show, this is the show this is the show that's been kicked uh, you know a, a few weeks and a few weeks and we're yeah. finally here to talk about what Dave wanted to bring um but Actually, I do I have to mention a story because yeah, I was uh talking with somebody about abolitionism and he wanted to understand the position and you know I had a respectful talk um but this person um was telling me well you know um say you know my wife has cancer and we know um, that, uh, there could be complications in the pregnancy and stuff. Um, but we know that adoption would be awesome, but we'd also like to have our own kid. And, you know, and I was like, okay, so, but if you have a kid that ends up like being really actually messed up for you to then consider aborting them, like he was like, well, yeah, he was still okay. And I mean, this kid was a Christ professor. Um, and I'm sitting here going like, don't you understand that you are experimenting? So you, you know, this is the doctrine, like the, the, uh, this is how it plays out. The autonomy plays out. Like I get to do this. I get to do this instead of going God's law. God has spoken on this issue. This is wrong. And this person was willing to go, you know, like, oh, I still want to try to have my own kid and beat the odds knowing that my wife has had cancer and has had a lot of treatments that could make her a an inhospitable environment to where it could cause adverse effects to a baby and uh they're willing to experiment instead of just accepting hey i better not do this and then i can just go and adopt which is another beautiful thing that christians can do and and show the gospel to the kids because adopted kids are just as good as natural kids and that's what the gospel is we're all adopted emancipated people we emancipated ourselves from the father and that's the gospel that he still he sent Christ so that we could be adopted. So adoption is a great thing, Amen. but he's willing to skip over that adoption because he might still think that natural kids are better. And then he's willing to experiment. And if you take away abortion, then he, the experimentation is taken away because he doesn't really want to kill a human being, but he's willing to then at the same time, absurdly go like, well, if it doesn't work out, then I should have the option. That was the conversation I had. It was very deep. I was very sad about it. And it's still like, I'll think about it. And I'm sitting here just going like, wow, mm. this is the doctrine. This is, this is why the secret, the sacred and secular thing doesn't work. Amen. Uh, especially whenever we try to do inside the, being a Christian, um, we're still waffling and we still have that dilemma anyway. So, you know, this is why it's important. This is why it's important to talk. And hopefully I put the seeds in there to where like, that's, that's murdering a human being and you know it. That's right. You know, and so hopefully that conversation next time I can have it with somebody or with them, um, you know, maybe hopefully he would, he would have thought about it and was like, wow, that, that was pretty bad. And that's the cool thing about the gospel is you can repent and it's okay. Like, so that's, that's the beauty. So. And it's a solemn thing. And I think that it needs, this is a discussion that we need to have as Southern Baptists. Do we want to regulate murder or do we want to stop murder? So with that said, let's move yes. into this other really important so, topic. Yeah, and so this is the it is the, another solemn topic. It mm-hmm. is a little bit of a springboard off of what we did in June. Um, but I think that it's good that we waited until now to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it does have some real world impacts, at least in my community, 
um, very much, and it's and it's very sad. Um, and I don't want to don't want to belabor that. So we ought to jump into it and allow you to see it. Um, I know many of you who just listen to the podcast, sometimes it can be a little bit hard to follow some of the meme theology, but we are definitely um, jumping into the meme theology studio. Yeah, yeah. We're not in the, we're not in the but meme theology studio. I don't have we're not set gonna up like play that. It. So, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> but in fact, yeah. I think that it's better that we don't, given the nature and the close, closeness of this uh, to me and to anyone from Buffalo who maybe listens to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So this is an issue that is finally, um, you know, it's been here in Springfield, um, but usually, you know, things take time to kind of, everything kind of happens in the city and then spider webs out and everything. And so now we're seeing sort of the spider web out and it's hitting Buffalo. Um, and so this is Dave's neck of the woods. He's a pastor of people. So he's got a shepherd people. They're going to hear about this. Uh, and then Dave, as an elder, he's actually got to shepherd people through this, give them an understanding, deal with them, and and uh, have that conversation. And so this is what this is about. And so hopefully it hits a wider audience um, as it is now hitting Buffalo. And so, Dave, this is your topic, yeah, so take so it away, and me, you just tell me what when you want me to show stuff and all that. Oh, uh, so, well, Adam, I definitely yeah. want to bounce things off of you. So let me just say this as we jump into this topic. Um, back in June, I was on a mission trip with my church, and uh, I believe it was either on Tuesday or Wednesday of the mission trip, uh, I got a text message, and... Uh, there was a mailer that was sent out to everyone in Dallas County, as as I know of it. Um, and this mailer was um, mailed out from the United Methodist Church in Buffalo. Now, there are two Methodist churches in Buffalo. There's the United Methodist Church, and then there is Grace United Methodist Church. Now, from what I understand, Grace United Methodist Church was a breakoff at one point from the United Methodist Church. I don't know the full context of that, but for years, both churches have had different pastors. About two and a half years ago, a pastor was brought in to pastor at both Grace United Methodist Church and the United Methodist Church there in Buffalo. So Grace United Methodist Church sits on the outskirts of Buffalo. Um, I know people who go to both churches. Um, I have had encounters with both of these people, uh, people from both churches. And in fact, I worked in the Buffalo Ministerial Alliance with one of these pastors. And in fact, in May of this year, we voted for the pastor, Mike Hargraves, to be the vice chair or essentially the vice president of the Buffalo Ministerial Alliance. It was a unanimous vote. Nobody was against him at all in this. Uh, I wasn't like excited about it, but I thought, oh, he'll do a good job. He seems to be engaged in the community, um, seems to be a nice enough guy. I, As I told Adam, I had heard him preach at the baccalaureate. Uh, I had heard him give basically a devotional at the um, Buffalo Thanksgiving service. There's a Buffalo Minister Alliance Thanksgiving service, and so he led the devotion for that. And so both of these times, I, I didn't hear something that I thought was in any way um, anti antithetical to the gospel. Um, 
not a, a nothing that I would say was a clear gospel presentation. Certainly that was not the case, but I'm not saying that in some mean way. Please note that I am not saying that in a condescending way. I didn't hear something that was a clear proclamation of the gospel, but nothing that was anti-gospel, right? Mm. Um, very, what I would say, ecumenical, more, uh, more ecumenical types of presentations of a Christian worldview than I would do yeah. or be comfortable with. Uh, more than anything, seemed like a nice pat on the back. And I would definitely say that most people would view those types of services as places for that. I don't think so, but that's okay. Um, I didn't expect the ecumenical element of the Buffalo Ministerial Alliance to always be as gospel-centered as it was at First Baptist Church. Uh, I don't like ecumenical groups like that, uh, and I will not be involved in another ecumenical group like that. Mm. And so uh, my mistake pastorally, and I would encourage anyone, if they're ever giving the opportunity to uh, be a part of a ministerial alliance that is uh, across denominations, be very cautious uh, in fact, when I joined the Buffalo Ministerial Alliance, um, there was no creedal guardrails, right? Mm, there was no yeah. confessional guardrails. So one of the first things I did was I said, okay, let's adopt the Athanasian Creed. Everybody was was for that. Now, that was a different pastor at the United Methodist Church at that time. Yeah. But it went through, and we would print it on the program at the—whenever um, we would have a— service. We would print it on the programs and we would print it on the program for the baccalaureate. So there's some of the context of this. So here we are in June. And if you'll go ahead and throw that slide up, here is the mailer that went to everyone. So we'll go over here and then we will turn this thing on. And there it is. So here's what came in your mailbox. So in the mailbox of everyone in Buffalo, you see this. And Adam, I'll let you describe it because uh, you do a oh, good yeah. job of so, that. And uh, For the uh, podcast listeners, so all you YouTubers get the eye candy, but the <laughs> podcasters don't get to see the, see what's going on here. So um, basically just a, a postcard size thing. Um, and at uh, one side, it's got a picture of the, the which church is this one? That is the United Methodist United, Church, Buffalo okay. United Methodist okay, Church. Okay, Buffalo United Methodist Church. Yeah, it's right there, and I'm going to get ready to read it. But uh, it's got the church building. Uh, it says, welcoming and affirming all, with the all underlined uh, persons, Buffalo United Methodist Church, 315 North Pine, Geo Box 134, Buffalo, Missouri, 65622. And then if you'd flip it over, um, it says, are you different? We under, underline love different. Buffalo United Methodist, Methodist Church, Sunday service, 11 a.m. Again, 315 North Pine, Buffalo, Missouri. And it's got, it's, I'm thinking it's actually got the seven colors of the rainbow, at least. Yeah. So, yeah, behind all that, it's got a big swipe of a rainbow. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure if that's the blue bleeding into the purple, which gives it the appearance. Of seven, because remember the pride flag is six. Oh, really? Yes, there's six colors. Where you know the normal rainbow, the Roy G. Biv rainbow, right? That's seven, but there's only six in the pride flag. Really? I'm not sure when you look at that if that's the blue bleeding in or if that's an intentional seventh color, or if it's even thought about. And I'm just thinking too much. Yeah. Well, here's what I would say about all this. Now, one thing that everyone needs to remember is the 
backdrop of the controversy regarding the United Methodist Church as a whole, the denomination. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, it's the second largest Protestant denomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the first largest non-evangelical denomination, actually. I did not even know that there was some type of a difference in that, yeah. but I guess there is a Protestant non-evangelical. Uh, learned that through hmm. reading an article here actually just today. Uh, so it was an interesting thing, and that was uh, an article on um, NBC News, actually, okay. that informed me that I had no clue. So here's basically what happened in, in 2020. At the general, There was supposed to be a general conference in 2020 for the United Methodist Church where they were going to allow for a traditionalist denomination to separate from the United Methodist Church uh, because there was a massive difference in how both the traditionalist, as they would say, the traditionalist camp, and then the more progressive camp were dealing with uh, the LGBTQ plus clergy issues and what it means to allow LGBTQ plus marriages. And this was actually voted on in, in 2019 and just so most people know, the traditionalist won. But in the United States, there is more of the progressives than there are in the United Methodist Church as a whole, because in the United Methodist Church as a whole, there are multiple churches that are outside of the United States that are actually biblical and traditional. So another vote was supposed to come up in 2020, but of course, COVID occurred. And so now it appears that in August of 2022, there is going to be a separation. Mm. Now, what it appears is that the progressives are going to allow the traditionalist to buy back their properties from the United Methodist Church. That's essentially how that's going to work, and that is basically what's been going on. So jumping back here, this card shows up in June, obviously Pride Month. It makes some very serious statements mm-hmm. that cannot be overlooked. Yeah, and, and so that, we were yeah, we were wanting to sort of like this is like we're like, is it a meme? Is yeah. You know, and and so since it's more connected to something like really happening or whatever we're not going to deal with it like a meme theology studio and that's it i mean there's more to the thing so that's why we didn't open it up in that but this is a meme that was in your mailbox basically yeah 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 and so we're going to treat this as how we would look at a meme and 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 question things and go what does this mean um what is this trying to do and uh how then shall we deal with it you know here's the deal yeah it was a it gave a clear picture yeah to multiple people they knew that in fact it gave such a clear picture that the grace united methodist church from what i understand has chosen to separate i cannot speak on whether uh pastor hargrave is still serving there i, I don't know it's it's not something that i need to really make a bunch of comments on but but here is the whole goal of dealing with this There is a worldview that is being presented, Mm -hmm. and Christians are called to destroy arguments. We need to look at the argument that is being made by a purported Christian church, and we are called to look at the arguments by the so-called Christian church and see if they're being 
consistent with a Christian worldview. In other words, we're asking a question. Would a Christian church do this? Yeah. And so this kind of falls underneath Jude 3. Yes. Earnestly contend for the faith. And here it is. Once for all delivered. At the time that that was written, once for all delivered to the saints. So we're not talking about something that evolves. That's right. We're not talking about anything new. We're, we we are to, to contend for the faith that is once for all delivered to the saints. But what we're going to see is there. This is this is what we call progressive these days, and it seems like the progressive thing is like, well, there's something new going on, <clears throat> and there's a new Christianity. When you hear something new, esoteric, whatever, always go wait a second, but. We are to contend for the once for all delivered. Remember that's written in Jude. So that's first century once for all delivered to the saints faith. So So the faith was, was present Mm -hmm. and knowable. Yes. And it is what we need to try to live consistently with now. Yes. It doesn't change. Such a clear thing. So I want to make it clear. I want to lovingly deal with this and I want to appeal to people in Buffalo. Um, Maybe some folks are thinking, well, man, look how loving that is. The Methodist folks have got the love thing on better than anybody. Well, if they claim to be Christians, they're supposed to be upholding a a Christian love. Mm -hmm. What is a Christian love? Well, Scripture is our ultimate authority for what Christian love is. So we're going to jump into this in the same method and the same manner with which we uh, deal with a meme, because essentially we're doing a deconstruction. There you go. There's a great thing for Christians, (laughs) but we are, we're destroying an argument and holding every thought Thought captive to obedience to Christ. Again, that's our little motto right there, but it presents an apologetic method for yeah. dealing with cultural artifacts, yeah. and that is what we're doing. So, yeah. so always you, step one is, of course, to uh, understand why meme theology, uh, basically, we've kind of given you that. We need mm-hmm. to remember that every cultural artifact comes with a presupp- presupposition uh, of a, a worldview that contains presuppositions. Yeah. Every artifact— nothing is. Nothing is empty. That's right. Nothing is empty. So we want to observe the the meme or the artifact and its generalities, right? What's being said. And then we're going to engage those statements from a Christian worldview. And finally, we're going to demonstrate the absurdity of the worldview that is inherent in the cultural artifact. Yeah. So so you get this sent in your mail, you pull it out of the mailbox, you're flipping it over and looking at it, and you're reading it. So, and I would start yeah. with the side that has more colors. Okay, yeah. So let's uh, go with the you know as yeah it's on the bottom or whatever. But yeah, that's got the uh, colors on it. I'm I'm Are I'm, a, I'm a human being. I'm an animal. I get attracted to shiny things and colorful things. So let's do it. Are you different? This is a vague statement. Obviously, yeah. there is a statement being intentionally vague, basically following into the fallacy of ambiguity or the Barnum effect. Are yeah. you different? Well, if you have a name that's different than someone else, you're different, of course. I'm a pepper, you're a but pepper. what do they mean by different, and, and how are they even identifying what is different? Yeah. There's this, open the door, are you different? We 
love and there is an underscore or an underline love love different. different. Who is we? Who is you? What do you mean by different? Now, notice likewise, there's a question mark after the are you different? And then there is an exclamation point after the different. Mm -hmm. This is a statement that multiple people could make. I love different. I mean, obviously, uniqueness is a good thing. But again, as Adam so clearly pointed out, we have the rainbow in the back. Well, are you ready? Rainbows are good things. God's covenant. That's why we had covenant awareness month. Rewind and go back to the catalog. God created rainbows. Yeah, anything with hashtag NCAM. Check it out. (laughs) (laughs) They don't mean love, though, in the biblical sense. And it's clear because of when they're sending this. And it's clear because of the language that they're using. But I want to notice something that is very interesting. While they're being vague with, are you different, and we love different, they're clearly distinguishing themselves from the other Methodist church, Mm -hmm. and they're clearly delineating when they meet for service and where it is that they meet. Yeah. Let's be vague. That's Barnum effect. Yeah, but they're not different. They're meeting on Sundays. That's not different. Thought well. they lived different. Anyway, that's <laughs> that's trivial. That's then yeah. you flip it over. Yes, flip it over to the other side, and, and it's just says, in case you couldn't read the address, here's yeah. what we look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is our church building, and then it says welcoming and affirming with the all underlined persons. Welcoming and affirming all persons. And these are two words. Yeah. Especially one of them. Like, okay, welcoming. Okay. I get that one. Like affirming. But, I've, again, these are throw around words. These are, this is just marketing. This is like treating you like a fish trying to drag you in. And I mean, yeah, we're supposed to be fishers of people and stuff like that, but well, there's something let more Let me to cast it, but, yeah. the net wide. Yeah. Now here's yeah. the issue though. What do we mean by, well, we're going to welcome anybody into the door. Yeah. That's not true. They're not going to welcome a convict who is running from the law with a bomb on him into their worship service. No way. Yeah. They're not going to welcome someone who is a risk to them into that. And by that, I mean, like, guess what? Uh, They closed during the shutdown. Uh, They weren't welcoming people with COVID in. Yeah, would you say what that? you so, want? Yeah. I mean, uh, we, so gotta, there's we always to have this. to worry about never, all, always, like those words, you know, always. And that, that's, that's right. the only time when that, um, that, that word always here works, but you always you have to get... worry or at least think whenever you see the words all, always, no, never. Right. Yes. And that, so you really have to think about that. But Um, the key piece is that word affirming. In fact, when I have talked to other individuals about this, individually, they said, well, what do they mean by affirming? I didn't have to look up the dictionary definition because of what was on the other side. Yeah. And likewise, the word affirming in that context, given and sent within that month. 
Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, you can get the context from that. You don't have to act. So but if dense, you but sent this postcard 30 years ago, 20 years ago, wouldn't mean anything. Yeah. In fact, it would be very generic. Yeah. No one would think anything bad about it. Honestly, this is, this is why we have a, why I have a problem with, you know, and ever somebody like plants a church or something like that, you know, we're going to be a different church, you know, like e even if you know that like, it's going to be like a Southern Baptist affiliated um, church plant, pretty conservative guy, you know, but it's always like, but we're going to be different. It's like, no, you're not, you know, so, unless, unless what is the difference? What, where are, where are you going to be different? And that's what is important. So, but this is the kind of, this is the, this is how you can really get attracted to this because you've already heard it and it's never really meant anything too crazy until so now in the generalities of the meme. So they're going to welcome and affirm all persons. Yeah. So they're going to welcome. Yeah. Offer someone emotional support or encouragement. Yeah. Or yeah. Declare one support for uphold or defend um, is another one here. I'm just going to read them. This is what I can find online. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, sources instead of just me making something up, they're sources outside of me here. And so, okay. Whenever you read this, they are going to, again, welcome and affirm. They're going to affirm all persons. They are going to accept or confirm the validity, their, the validity, the validity of them. They're going to ratify them legally. They're going to declare one support for uphold and defend. So atheist walks in the door. Are you going to defend their atheism? You're going to uphold their atheism. Are you going to support their atheism? Likewise, a Muslim, you're going How to support their, their Allah worship. You're uh, going to defend their Allah worship. You're going to let them worship their God in their way in your church, you welcome that into it. You're going to welcome the arson to do what he wants. You're going to welcome the pedophile who is running and affirm him. Because at the point where you say he has made a moral problem and you're going to turn him in to the authorities, you're not, you're not affirming, you're not defending them. You're not upholding them. There you go. And yeah. So, so I, if yeah. there, here's the deal. If there is a pedophile who, and I mean this, and I, I don't say this lightly, please know this is not joking. This is just demonstrating some of the massive, massive problems you open up. If you have a pedophile in your church and you're going to affirm them, if they've been in the act of pedophilia in your church, in order to affirm them, you can't turn them in. You talk about opening the door for sexual misconduct. You've just done it. You've mm. just said we're affirming all persons. Yeah. There are massive generalities here, but we haven't even gotten to completely unpacking yeah. the absurdities yet. Mm -hmm. I'm just pointing them out here. Yeah. Well, the answer to all those questions has to be yes. If if you're going to be consistent if, with your postcard there and you what go. you're saying, and also... But see, you have to be. You have to be someone who's really serious about making these statements because you let us know where you are. Mm -hmm. Not only once, but you give us your address twice, and then you show us a picture of yourselves. Yeah. And then you go to their website. Bingo. And it's the same same thing. So they're what staying is consistent here. What is the picture on the website? You know, welcome to Buffalo United Methodist Church. 
And then uh, below that, let me bring it we up. We welcome and affirm yeah. all persons. Yeah, we welcome and affirm all persons. So you're you're staying consistent and you've made a massive marketing thing. Um, you've done the right thing by you've if you're going to market. Everybody know yeah. who you are. Yep. You've and then made you brought, it clear. Yeah, so you've, you've done the marketing thing by going, here's my postcard, here's my image. Hey, we're going to make our website look like this so we stay cohesive. So you've done the right marketing uh, as far as that goes. Yeah. So, yeah. But then you make a massive yeah. mistake. Yeah. Because if you go to about us, yeah, it, it lays out something that's very interesting to yeah. me. So here's the deal. You see this, oh. you welcome and affirm all persons. Affirming means emotional support for upholding them, defending them, whoever they are, wherever they are, whatever they are, beliefs, whatever. All right. So now we've got the all people, all affirming, all welcoming. Um, but you to, see, this isn't true. Yeah, but this here's is the why they're not being honest. Well, I mean, they could be honest, but then false here that we're about ready. Or yeah, they could be so what false it? here and then they're true here. So let's go to the about us page. And so on the about us page, what does it say? We believe God is the sole creator. We are all created by God and loved by our creator Okay, we so you stop there. God. Go if for you it. Stop yeah. there. You just gotten rid of the atheists. That's right. And the deists, because, well, I guess you'll end up hitting the deist on them because you have to actually know what comes after this. So you've removed, so, yeah, very serious. Well, you've also removed the Mormon God. By the way, mm -hmm. God is a sole creator. He's that's, not the sole creator. That's not yeah. how so it that's, works. Yeah, Mormonism's right. gone. Uh, let's we see what else. Are all created by Polytheism. God. Yeah, poly polytheists are gone. Pantheists yes. are gone. Yes. Yeah. So we are loved by our creator. And then that's we an go, interesting piece. Yeah. We are loved by our creator. Then you've now created a God who has an intimate relationship with his creation. Right? Mm -hmm. So you've defined God. What you've now said is we welcome and affirm. But then here's what we believe. But when you make these statements, you're no longer affirming those who believe counter to that. Yeah. So it's like you, the problem is, and this happens with the progressives, you're wanting to hang on to the past historic traditions, but pick and choose arbitrarily what it is that you want. And notice mm -hmm. that the United Methodist flag is right beside that. Go ahead. We there's yeah. some more issues with that oh, yeah. that I want to point out. So again, yeah. So we've again we've just excluded polytheism. We've excluded um, Mormonism, Mormonism, deism, yeah, pantheism, all and that, and, and atheism, whatever. Yeah. So those are all excluded now from being fully embraced and affirmed and affirmed. We've you've excluded Buddhist as well. Yeah, Buddhism right there. So now we go deeper. We believe in God, the Father Almighty. Father, wait. You so believe now, in a gendered if, God, yeah. But what then, if what if I believe Mother Earth is my God? Yeah, I've now been excluded. Yeah, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son. Oh, gendered who, language who can't, again. Allah, Allah but can't we believe have a son. in Jesus Christ, His only Son. Yeah, Allah can't have a son, and then. And then you said that was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Say not three. 
So, man, I'm a Muslim, and now I'm offended. I am not affirmed. Mm-hmm. But then notice this. This is crazy, by the way. I, I really am. I'm, this will be changed, I promise you, in the near future. Born of the Virgin Mary. Now, yeah. that is massive. Because... That you, actually says that Scripture... Yeah. Wait, Scripture can speak clearly. So they believe in a God who does miraculous things, and they believe in the virgin birth, mm-hmm. which is, wait a second, now you get to arbitrarily choose what sections of Scripture you want to believe. Because the same book that says that Christ was born of a virgin says that Jesus Christ believed the law of the Old Testament, specifically the moral law, which he reiterates very clearly in Matthew 19. Oh, yeah, and we got rid of uh, Judaism. Yes. Yeah, we got rid of Judaism, too. Jews have gone. Yeah, Jesus is uh, the Son of God. He's he's our Lord. Um, You know, they're the ones that didn't, uh, I mean, they crucified him. They said, we don't have any king but Caesar. they're still waiting for their Messiah that wasn't Jesus. Um, but yeah. And so he suffered underneath Pontius Pilate. He was crucified, dead and buried. And then the third, third day, day he wrote, again, miraculous again. So that gets rid of any sort so of swoon his, theory. There is a historically accurate. So Bible was historically accurate in a Jesus Christ mm-hmm. who literally rose from the dead. And then he ascended into heaven. So you got to go into heaven, which is wonderful. I mean, on our side, yeah. There's beautiful. big things coming up, man. There's then, big uh, things coming and up. And he sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge. Wait. He's going to come to judge the quick and the dead. Wait a second. According to what standard is yeah. Jesus going to judge? That would certainly yeah. not be affirming. There would be some sort of law there. That would certainly not that be affirming. Ex- and he's judging, so, so he's excluding if there what is, is judgment. he going to judge? What is yeah. he going to judge? And then, then again, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic or universal, um, that they footnote there, um, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of the saints, the but forgiveness, wait a second. Of, the forgiveness because, of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. What is the communion of saints? Yeah. What is it that, that brings communion of, of an, an exclusive type of person? The saints. What does scripture mean by the saints? Yeah, and again, the hol- yeah, the holy ones, the, the ones that have been set apart. Sins. Wait a second. Mm. It means that people need to be forgiven due to sin. Yeah. But what is sin? Yep. Can it clearly be object? What is the objective standard? If you believe all these things, where did you get these things from? Yeah. And so here's the deal with that issue is if you go to gaychurch.org, they provide another definition of affirming. And it says, we define the word affirming as meaning the church does not view homosexuality in and of itself a sin. But wait, so, so therefore they would welcome and treat a homosexual person no different than any other person who walked through their church door seeking Christ. The thing is, is this puts up a straw man too, because we treat every, each and every one of us as sinners in some way we all manifest rebellion against God. And so homosexuality is a sin. It is rebellion against God. And you're saying that you're getting treated different than other people. Um, No, we all should come before the law and die by the law. If it wasn't for 
being justified out, not by the law, outside of the law. We're justified by Christ and faith in him. So, but it doesn't get rid of the law. Jesus said, I'd ne- not get rid of the law. He fulfills the law and the prophets, doesn't abolish the law at all in that. And, but we are saved apart from the law through Jesus Christ by faith in him. But still the law is a standard. And so affirming, so whenever they're saying we're going to affirm, if they go by the gaychurches.com's definition, which is they're going to say homosexuality, homosexuality is not a sin. It is rebellion against God, according to the scriptures. So now you either have to deny what you just posted here in your about us section and what you believe, which you have to believe in the inerrancy of scripture to believe that the Virgin Mary, because you're, you're not going to empirically uh, infer or deduce that virgins can have babies. That has to be based on special revelation of God that you have faith that God did that miraculous work because you're not going to prove it empirically. So you have to presuppose the inerrancy of scripture, which has the law against homosexuality, that it is a perversion, that it is wrong. Now you don't deny the person forgiveness of their sins if they are to repent. So you can be, you can be hospitable to people. I think that'd be a better word than welcoming. Yes. Hospitable. Yes. That's a very but, better, much better word than just welcoming. You can be, you can treat them as in fact, the image that should they are. Be, yeah. That should be a marker of Christians is our hospitality. Mm-hmm. You see, it's so funny. A, a statement like this, and, and I'm, I don't want to go off on a rabbit trail, but a statement like this posted on the front page of your website presupposes that every other church doesn't welcome people who are sinners. No, come you sinners, poor and needy, right? Yeah. That's a real thing. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, laden, and I will give you rest. rest. What are you weary and heavy laden from? Jesus is saying the weight of sin Mm -hmm. you can't carry. First Baptist Buffalo can certainly say we welcome all who are fallen in Adam to come and be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. In fact, we, we sing songs that are very serious about that. We don't have a hierarchy of sins at First Baptist Buffalo. We recognize that there are consequences of sins that are immediate, and sometimes because they're immediate, they are more temporarily severe. There are sins where you're sinning against the body, and sexual sin is that. Yes. And then there are sins that you know affect everything else around you know, but then again, and when you think about it, this but does the Christian, wreck, like it doesn't, it's not just a sin against the body. It's actually a sin against the family. The last piece it's I a, would it's say. It's a sin against society. Whenever you really get down into this sexual sin, it destroys the family so, the way that God designed it. And so God wants his family the way he designed it. So, I mean, this is a big sin that we're not, you know, nobody's talking about it. Like, Well, that. and he, let me say this too, because I think it's so important, Adam, like, the real question is, does scripture call Christians to welcome and affirm all persons? Does scripture cause or call Christians to welcome and affirm? There is actually a little bit of difference here on the Lord's Day, because the Lord's Day gathering is a time for the 
Lord's people to gather and worship him, by the way, the churches certainly should not just welcome, they should be going to the nations and engaging. So just a few little things, but scripture doesn't, I mean, if you are to truly say that Christians are to affirm all folks, then why did Jesus not affirm the Sadducees and the Pharisees? Just say, hey, well, your way is different. Good, good for you guys. Awesome. Or why did he say, again, to the woman at the well, to, to go and sin no more? I mean, these are real things, right? If Jesus yeah. welcomed everyone, why didn't he just welcome the rich young, young ruler? Yeah, and, yeah, dude, you yeah. can be a follower of me. I'm going to affirm you in your idol worship of your things. Bingo. I'm not going to tell you to go sell them, get rid of them and follow me. Since so, he was touching on the idol, he's not going to affirm him. Sure. He's welcome to come up to Christ and go, who are you? What are you talking about? What is this stuff? You know, and, and Jesus is going to be totally compassionate and gentle with him and tell him the uncompromising truth. The guy walked away because of his idols, because Jesus still had to be non-compromising here and say, no, you are an idol worshiper. You're forgetting about that. You're not thinking of it correctly because Jesus was always like, I, you, you've, you've heard it said there, but I tell you because they heard wrong, they're believing wrong and Jesus is correcting them. He's not changing anything. He's just correcting their understanding and correcting their ideas of what the law is, of who God is and who the Messiah would be and what God requires in, in that sense. So I want to hammer down on this very, very, now we're going to move into the generalities from a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. So what we're attempting to do is say, here's why a Christian worldview, here's how we would deal with these things. Based upon the position that is being put forward and the worldview that has been presented here, we've shown how it, it opens a can of worms. Now the question is, how do we deal with this according to Scripture? So. Going back through this, working through some of the process, and grab your Bible or have your oh, Bible ready to roll. Right Sorry. Here. Yes. Good, good, good. <laughs> Scripture demonstrates a standard. And that's why we would contend that a Christian cannot be inconsistent because we can't affirm arguments that are inconsistent. Because if we are being image bearers and we serve a God who does not lie, an inconsistency would be a lie. Mm-hmm. So are you different? Well, Bible, Bible says that every man is made in God's image, Genesis 1.27. Likewise, all men are fallen in Adam, 1 Corinthians 15.22. All are unrighteous, Romans 3, 10 to 12. Yeah. All are foolish, Psalms 14, 1 to 3. All are beautifully and wonderfully made, mm-hmm. Psalms 139, 14. All are under the wrath of God, John 3, 36. All were created for God's glory, Isaiah 43, 7. Yet, because of sin, God's image is, of course, partly distorted, Still, mm-hmm. however, man is made in God's likeness, James 3, 9. 
but God's image can be restored. Christians are given a new Christians are given a new nature. Here's the deal. Scripture doesn't deny that there are differences. Yeah. But what's more important from the outset of Scripture is, of course, the creator-creation distinction. Yeah. So we're, we're not God. So, yeah, I am different than God. Definitely. But actually, at the same time, though I'm different, I'm there's made. a lot of communicable but are things you, about me yes. that reflect God. So yes. the image of God, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the real beautiful thing. Scripture seems to place a greater priority on those things that are similar. Yeah. We're made in God's image. Especially. Similar. Yeah, especially when you open up the book of Romans, what is Paul trying to do? He's trying to go, we are all under sin. Yes. Right? We are all under sin. What's I don't care if you're important. a Jew. I don't care if you're a Greek. Guess what? There are special things about being a Jew, which is, they were the special called people that were given the word of God, the oracles, all the miracles. They got to see all that. They have that heritage, but they're both under sin. They're both in need of Jesus Christ and they have the same gospel. There's nothing different. No distinctions. So truthfully, the Christian is going to be more concerned about the similarities. Yes. I'm very serious about that. We recognize there's a vast difference between the regenerate the unregenerate, there is a difference. But the similarities of us being made in God's image and humanity humanity being under the curse of Adam's sin, churches want to find, no, you're dead in sin. Mm-hmm. Now that's gonna, not going to draw people, but that's the truth. Yeah. It'll draw who God chooses. Yeah. Rather than saying, are you different? Well, wait a second. What's really being asked there is, do you think that you're special? Do you think that you're better than other people? You might say, Mm -hmm. oh, no, I don't think I'm better, but I'm just, I'm uniquely me. What did you just say? Well, see, I'm important to me. Yeah. So, I mean, do do you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, this is like true marketing. Well, this is true marketing. Like to get people, you have to get people to think of themselves and what you're selling. And that's what they're trying to do. And so they're, they're doing a perfect job of autonomous marketing to the, the person that thinks they're autonomous to bring them in. Cause that's the only way you can get a autonomous person thing. to want community anyway. But are you in, different? Yeah. In that picture online, they've got the United Methodist logo all yeah. over the place. Right. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that that logo changes pretty soon. They're marketers. Not yeah. just not not just for Buffalo United Methodist, but like for the whole United Methodist Church. It's gonna it's gonna change soon, I guarantee you. Probably gonna have a rainbow flag in it. How much yep. you wanna bet that they have a rainbow flag in it when they separate? I mean, I would wager that. If there's a separation, oh definitely if that's the issue. I mean, there is you got it's you got gonna a whole, be. Yeah, you have a separation which led to the free will Baptist, you know, so they it's free will. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they didn't want to just be known as any sort of Baptist other than free, you know, so, so whenever changes happen, so he, usually they take, you know, you always take pride in what you, you so shifted. Over. Interestingly enough on their church website, there is a history, right? Yes. And I don't know that you need to pop that up okay. there, but basically it says this, and, and I want to make sure that it's really clear. It makes it very clear from the beginning of their whole story. And they say here at the end, and it's a, it's a few paragraphs, right? But but I want to make sure that you, you get this. 
and, and it's key. All the accomplishments of the Buffalo United Methodist Church can be attributed to the dedication of its members, both past and present. We have inherited a beautiful, historic church and are striving to meet present and future needs. Here is what is interesting to me. And likewise, in the very first sentence, they say, The United Methodist Church was the first church of any denomination in Dallas County and was organized in 19, excuse me, 1838 to 1839 in a log house in Buffalo. Okay, here's why this is important. While there are a few things on their website, they're trying to connect themselves to the past. Yeah. But they're not historically Methodist in any sense of the word. Nope. Because if you know anything about the... United Methodist Church, it has five established doctrinal standards, Mm -hmm. one of which is just simply called the Confession of Faith. Now, in the Confession of Faith, it makes something very clear in Article 7. It's called Sin and Free Will. This is, of course, adopted by the United Methodist Church in, in 1968. This is their doctrinal statement, like, the last confessional statement that the United Methodist Church makes. Here's what it says. We believe man is fallen from righteousness and apart from the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is destitute of holiness and inclined to evil. Doesn't sound like they could be historically Methodist in any sense of the word. Yeah, because you can't affirm evil. No, exactly. You can't affirm evil in that statement. But But then on the other side, and this is yeah. so crazy, except, and this is from, again, Article 7 of Sin and Free Will, one of the five confessional statements of the United Methodist Church. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In his own strength, without divine grace, man cannot do good works pleasing and acceptable to God. Hmm. So wait a second. Historically, here you are on your website, and I mean this, and I, and I would hope that anyone who would be involved in any Methodist church would see this massive change. You're not being historically Methodist. You're the not Methodist, doing what Wesley would have yeah. wanted. You're, you've hijacked the name, and I mean it with all sincerity. There are so many good things within the United Methodist Church historically. You've left that. You've left your historic traditions. These type of statements are not consistent with anyone who would have been in that log cabin in 1838 or 1839. I promise you, the people who laid the foundation of that beautiful building, right, would want nothing to do with what you are doing. Mm -hmm. When you look at your doctrinal trajectory and it looks no different than that which is stipulated by the world dear friends you have a mistake if the thing that you are saying dear church is we value difference but you're not looking at the similarity of all who are dead in adam yeah and so here's the the issue though like what you what you just said though also on the uh, united methodist website umc.org i guess specifically it would be um content and uh man i can't view the whole thing here uh, but if you go to umc.org and you go to uh basic christian beliefs yes and then you'd hit so yeah our christian beliefs and then human beings 
here's a problem. We believe that God created human beings in God's image. Okay, check mark. We believe that humans can choose to or accept or choose to accept or reject a relationship with God. There's a problem. You just said in Adam, okay? They said that we can accept, we can choose to accept or reject a relationship with God. We are all, all of us are in a relationship with God, either in Adam or in Christ. Nobody, everybody is covenantally connected to God. That's right. By creation. Whenever Adam and Eve became covenant breakers, we became covenant breakers. That's our relationship to God. We have a, so we need a, you can say a right relationship with God, but you didn't say that. You said, we believe that humans can choose to or accept or choose to accept or reject a relationship with God. No, you can't. By creation, you don't get to choose. You are in a relationship with God, either as a covenant breaker or a covenant keeper through Christ. So either you're in Adam or in Christ. So that's where it gets off. If this is what you're teaching. I don't think, I think Wesley, even though even though he says he's a hair's breadth away from being a Calvinist would probably agree with us that you are either in Adam or in Christ. You are related to God through those two representatives. Here's Um, what I have to say. And so then they say, and then just the last thing, we believe that all humans need to be in a relationship with God in order to be fully human. I want to tell you to stop that and take that down. If you believe with that, because we are all fully human, either in rebellion or under the grace of God through Jesus Christ. Yes. That's the thing is we are human. Because when you make that statement reject you fully human. Yeah. So then who determines you say that. that? So if I don't believe, if I don't, if I don't, if I choose to not accept a relationship with God and I'm not fully human, can you treat me different? Am I a dog? Because I, you know, because I'm not fully human. If I'm not in a relationship the way you say with God, this is a damaging statement. Oh my gosh. It's, so it's weak. I, I've it's, seen that we've seen this before. Exceptionally yeah. evil. And I, I do not like that statement whatsoever, but I want just to understand is wherever they're at now, they say that you have to choose or reject a relationship with God. No, 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 no. You can come to Christ, come to the gospel, right? But, but there, you can't but, choose. You definitely don't choose your relationship with God. But the United Buffalo United there. Methodist Church. Yeah. Has abandoned the gospel. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I think they're in a very, like I said, it spider webs out. We're in Buffalo, rural Missouri. I think Buffalo has been safe for a while. But not anymore. But here's what's going to happen. You're going to see it. Like, have they abandoned it in principle? Yes. Have you? Can you see it being abandoned? Well, either they're going to take down the Apostles' Creed that they have on their website. Which they will. Or they're going to take down the rainbow flags. They're going to take down. You can't the, have both. Because be consistent. universal tolerance can't exist. And in Christianity, it is an exclusive thing. And, and Either look, you're in Adam or in Christ. When we started our podcast, one of our intentions was to create a resource for people to know how to deal with things. We've demonstrated that the reality is if you know someone who goes to this church, you lovingly have to confront them. Like if, I mean, if you have a friendship relationship, mm-hmm. you have to deal with this. It, it, it's horrible. It's sad. What has happened is that 
a pastor has led a group of people down this path. Mm -hmm. And I will say, publicly, it's pure evil. It's pure, it is counter to the gospel. Because what's been said here is we get to define what sin is. Jesus has no right. We have right. And ready, as a denomination, they get to define who people are. Who are yeah. truly human. Yeah, who is fully human. Let me human. jump back, yeah. to, back to some of this real quick, because I know we're probably going a little long. And I, oh, yeah, we're not, we're not watching hey, we can probably We can probably break this into two shows, a part one and part two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then in the statement, it says, again, going back to their picture, we love... You should know. I have to go back and look at, look at it. I've got to put it there. You go. There we go. We love different. In other words, love is being used as a dividing piece, focusing on the love and difference rather than the universal love God has for His creation. It's very yeah. clear. What is love? John one chapter first John four eight. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. In other words, according to the Christian worldview, God is the very standard and the very basis upon which anyone can Mm -hmm. have an objective definition of love and what love looks like. Mm -hmm. In other words, you might say we love different And you get to define what the word love itself means. When you've left the objective definition of the triune God of Scripture and his rule as a standard, you've demonstrated, right, that you don't even understand what biblical love is. I mean, Christ is God in flesh and therefore exemplifies the truest definition of what love is, the truest definition of what truth is. Your word is truth. The Mm -hmm. Jesus who said your word is truth made it very clear multiple times, not just through his statements, but through the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and how he led men to write what they wrote about sexual perversion. Mm -hmm. The reality is the Christian love is more love than what you all could define as loving difference. So there you have it. Uh, I believe that I have at least somewhat come close to unpacking some of this. Yeah. So then that brings us to the final point. The absurdity has been pointed out throughout the entire process of this. If this is true, then live it out. If this is true, then live it out. You won't because you can't. Again, yeah, live it out. You said all. You didn't make a distinction. It doesn't allow for a distinction. You said all. So I want you, whenever an atheist comes in and says, put away your Bible, put away your Bible. He says, there is no God. Yeah. Amen. Defend it. There's no God. Uh, If a Muslim walks into your door and says, say not three, well, definitely get rid of that uh, Apostles' Creed off your website because it says three. It says Jesus is God. 
There's so if much there. If you're so loving and accepting, yeah. why not reunify with the other Methodist church? Because you love and accept all yeah, people. Yeah. So there shouldn't be schism. Any schism at all. If you love and accept all people and affirm all people, then you actually don't even have to state those things. Do you see what I'm saying? Because you just join yourself to whatever. Yep. And there can't be any sort of rebut to what we said because we have to be accepted and affirmed and welcomed as well. And here's the issue. When you made this statement and you changed your website and you demonstrated that you had capitulated, that's right, capitulated to the moral revolutionaries, you left the gospel. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's important. When you leave the gospel, when you leave the gospel, it demonstrates that you had no gospel. Yep. So, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, how do we do, what do we do as Christians here is we know this, like I said, you guys in Buffalo that listen to this podcast, see this YouTube, whatever, um, pray, pray for pray them. Pray for that church. Pray for them. Okay. So we bless our enemies. They, they are an enemy. And so we can truthfully say this is an enemy that has risen up in Buffalo to go after people. They're going to be so open and welcoming if they can, they can, but they're going to try to say peace, peace when there is no peace. This is an enemy, but pray for them. That's right. Bless them. Go out of your way to give them the gospel because they are, they will eventually get hurt. They will eventually be on a noose and ready to drop. And you can be there to hopefully, you know, shoot that bow and arrow cut the rope in half before they snap their neck in half, proverbially, you know? Um, but, uh, we need to pray. You need to be there for them. You need to put yourself around them, have conversations, sharpen them and go, this is, this is wrong. And, uh, but you won't be missing community because there's a remnant here. There are people here. So to be consistent Christians though, we invite, uh, we invite, Mr. Hargrave on to come and Mm -hmm. tell us biblically where he is correct. Uh, It would be wrong to just have this and we would do so graciously and kindly. We've had multiple people. I mean, our our, our discussion with T jump got heated, but we had a good time. No, no. And I think think that he he enjoyed it it as well. Yeah. Um, Now the people that were chatting on his side, but they, I don't think they appreciated it at all. I saw some things flying around (laughs) as I was kind of, but T jump, the one that we were having a conversation with the one that truly really matters in that situation. That was great. You know, and we've had other ones like that as well. And so it can happen. Um, but we would like to extend the invitation to anybody from the church yes, or, um, Um, Hargraves last name to, Come Mike on the show. Hargraves. We can do. We can do a We'd certainly Zoom love to meeting. have a discussion. We can have you in the studio. I've got coffee. Um, yeah, we know, would like, invite you total, to total to tell us what the mindset yeah. was behind this. Yeah, um, not not in a. I hope that there's not been any animosity. I hope that there's been a demonstration from a Christian worldview of what the problems are, mm-hmm. right? Why this is very problematic to us. Here's what I would say. If the Bible is our standard, then we should be able to defend a Christian 
position from scripture itself. Mm-hmm. So we just invite, I mean, I will, re- I will be sure to send this to, to Mike um, and say, man, we'd love for you to come on. Uh, we'd love to have a good discussion with you. Do zoom, do it here. Heck, we can meet in my office. We can come to you. We can come to his office and yes, talk. we we um, can make anything happen. We'd be more than so happy to. Thank engage. you, God, That's, for technology and science. And here's what I would say, Mike. If you can demonstrate to me from Scripture with a consistent hermeneutic how you do this, I have no problem of admitting any mistakes that I've made. Uh, I would I would say that when you mail something out to everyone in the entire uh, county, mm-hmm. you better be right. And you, you should be able to say, I'm a Christian and I can defend it from scripture why I did this. And I think that people deserve that. Yeah. And I'm happy. Ready? I vehemently disagree with you, but I'm happy to hear why you did what you did. I welcome that. We mm-hmm. welcome that. Welcome me. <laughs> so, sorry about that but anyway sorry, yeah so I, yeah, I mean yeah again this was the conversation that we have sort of kicked uh, off kicked off because uh, other things came up we went long-winded on a couple of items whatever so oh, man. dave i'm glad finally get that off but again this is a real situation close to our home and this is something that uh we can pursue it's a community this that you've ministered in yeah so that, adam you know, it's a community yeah. you've ministered in multiple yeah, times yeah. you've knocked on doors oh yeah i got i got to talk to people like running around the like some track or something like that and i got to call, totally like go jeff durbin on them and just like talk to them and graciously like love on them and tell them about jesus and invite them to uh like a vbs that's what i was there for right. it, was, it was great anyway mm-hmm. Um, to be able to do that. So, um, but then again, like, you know, right now there's a lot of stuff going on in Afghanistan that we need to be praying for. And a lot of us can't like directly um, do much other than pray. That's all we can Maybe send, send some cash through, you know, the the disaster relief, if they can get over there, however that works. But anyway, this is something here. This is something you, you can do. This is people. These are people you can talk to. That's right. These are fully human people that are in rebellion or possibly whatever rebellion that they're in, however it's manifesting. But these are people in rebellion, real people in rebellion that you can talk to, that you can pray for, that you can be hospitable to in the correct definition of that from the scriptures. And so that's why we wanted to bring it on. This is why yeah. it's so important. And, and so and like yeah. I, I wanted to be clear, like, I hope that, I mean, I will send this to Mike and, and Mike, if you do take the time to listen. Like, I want you to know, I sincerely, I welcome you yeah. genuinely come on and tell me your mindset. I want to hear it. Yeah. Like, I think, I think you'd be shocked at how many people would actually like to listen to you walk through your position and, and, and want to know, like, how did you get there? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, that's what I want to do. I would love yeah. for you to to do this. I'd love to open the ex- invitation to you, brother. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. I'm calling. I'm not a yeah. Sonny Hernandez who doesn't call people brothers. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that that's a little bit. So we'll get there. We'll get there. But anyway, um, yeah, we've taken a lot of good time. We hope that this has been no edifying and helpful. The show has been. And again, oh yeah, and I, you know, like, yeah, I don't even know what time we started. Anyway, so if this has been too too long-winded we hope that you stuck it out and that it's uh, been something edifying and worthwhile and uh hopefully calls you to engage get out of your peer pew and get out of your home meet people love people 
um, love God, love neighbor. That's what we're doing tonight. That's what you should be doing too. So anyway, with that said, this is the Tag Year Podcast. I'm Ray Ray. I am Dave. Yes. And solely Deo Gloria.